What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Lakers Outsiders post-game show. I am your host, Gary Kester, here with you as always. And joining me as always is my good pal, Hani Amadian. Hani, uh, this game was, we were just talking about it a little bit. Very, very interesting. The Lakers come away with a big Game 3 win, take a 2-1 series lead, 109-95. to um, And we got to see Devin Booker get ejected along with Jay Crowder. So that was that was kind of a treat. A little cherry on top. You know, after Game 2, we talked about how much of a perfect night it was with the Lakers, you know, evening up the series and, and the Celtics and the Clippers both losing and going down 0-2. I wouldn't say this top that night, but uh, a fairly comfortable Lakers win with Booker and Crowder getting ejected is, is the next best thing, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining one bit. I mean, maybe a little bit because it did get a little tiny bit dicey there at the end when it didn't really need to, but... Uh, ultimately, the Lakers get it done. Like I said, 109-95. They now take a 2-1 series lead over the Phoenix Suns, and they won't play again until Sunday. That's probably the big thing for me is I hate when the Lakers lose a playoff game when there's two days off after it because it just it, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You just kind of sit there and think about it over and over. You hate all the, the press, like the media coverage of it and all that stuff. So glad that the lakers got got a win here and can take a couple days to rest up because they got a little banged up in this one yeah absolutely uh you know kcp is is down with a a quad injury although i think he just said that he feels okay and and he's hoping he'll be ready for sunday uh anthony davis said he hyper extended his knee got it out the game um played an amazing second half shooter turned an ankle at one point so yeah there's a lot of little uh, small nicks and bruises happening around the Lakers. Hopefully, they'll all be fine going into Sunday. Um, but yeah, I, I am really glad. The, the two day, the, uh, at first, I, I was kind of thinking of the two day break as like, oh, it kind of sucks because you know we have this momentum and it feels like we're we're building up, uh, really building on these performances, and it would be nice to kind of get back on the court and and, and uh, improve on that even more. But having seen all those injuries, I think it came at a perfect time for them to get that two-day break and get a little bit of extra rest for these guys. Yeah, the the main guy is probably KCP uh, since he left the game and did not return, which, of course, there wasn't really much reason for him to come back. Uh, Lakers kind of took control of this game in the third quarter. But, uh, yeah, AD kind of just gave uh, Chris Haynes a look there in the post-game interview when, when asked about his health. Like He's like, come on, I'll be all right. And Dennis Schroeder uh, went on the play – <laughs> that he got uh, fouled by Devin Booker, where Devin Booker shoved him in midair. Dennis, as he's like landing and rolling over, was laughing as it happened. Yeah. So Dennis is uh, something else, man. That, that dude plays with a ton of heart, and he <laughs> he's uh, for for lack of a better term, he's a tough little bastard. That's for yeah, sure. He is one hundred percent the epitome of that's tough hundred emoji fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> He is, man. He is. He, he, I think he probably turned his ankle uh, a little earlier in the game, but uh, tightened yeah. his shoelaces a little bit and looked fine. And made some. He kind of bailed the Lakers out there in the fourth quarter as the Suns started to inch closer. He made a couple big buckets and and kind of saved them from a potential disaster. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who was calling the game on TNT, but they did kind of make this point that Shooter is weirdly um, pretty often the guy that the Lakers kind of – look to to bail them out when when things aren't going really well when they need a little bit of just like we need a bucket right now they'll 
give him the ball and he'll use the speed to get to the basket. Um, and for the most part this season, and definitely in this game, he, he's done a pretty damn good job of that. So he had a couple of really big plays on the stretch to really just calm things down when uh, the Suns were making a furious comeback in the fourth quarter and, and basically put the game to rest. Yeah, definitely, definitely made some big, big plays. Dennis Schroeder, back-to-back really good games. And I think really if he continues to play this way, it's going to be a very, very tall task for the Suns team to beat the Lakers three more times in this series because if the Lakers get that third guy to step up, I kind of – there's going to be – I think there's still going to be nights where that might be KCP that steps up and shoots the ball really well. You can tell how badly the bench wants him to to get going. You could see how, how much they're up and into it when he's when he's shooting the, the three-point attempts and stuff like that. Um, and, and just, I mean, a lot of these other things, man. Drummond mimicking LeBron's post, though, had me dying. Drummond on the bench was just cracking me up. But it, it was great to see those guys be so engaged and, and losing their minds when LeBron spun baseline on, on Crowder and, and finished the reverse layup, uh, especially like a guy like Montrez Harrell, who yeah. has not played the last two days but is up engaged, cheering on his guys. So you, you see a little bit of that chemistry, a little bit of what we saw last year where guys are – Putting you know them themselves aside, the, setting the uh, the egos aside, and it's it's all about winning the basketball game and, and being good teammates first and foremost. Trez got so engaged that he earned himself a technical from the bench, which is always <laughs> always fun, especially you know if the game is basically out of reach. Um, that's fine. Don't yeah. do it in a close game, please. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the only time where I was like, all right, maybe this is a little too much, you guys, was. Kyle Kuzma getting a look from the corner and the guy, you know, he has not shot at all this series. He, he played a much better game uh, tonight, but still was not shooting well. And he just needs one to go. And he's rising up from the corner and the entire bench is surrounding him and screaming at him. <laughs> Marquise Morris, I feel like, could have, like, tasted his ear. Uh, he was that close to him. I don't understand why you would do that to the guy trying to take a jumper. Maybe they're just trying to miss it. Maybe they're trying to mix it up a little bit. You know, try something different. I, I mean, fair, fair. Maybe, maybe the the regular positive encouragement wasn't working, and he just needed to be screamed at. Um, he still missed it, so maybe that didn't work either. But sometimes just uh, screaming at somebody works. Who knows? Hey, that's uh, that's a lesson I learned from uh, what was the movie Whiplash. <laughs> yeah man Kuzma Kuzma was interesting tonight 2 of 12 from the field and 1 was kind of right at the end there but I I thought honestly he played a much better game he had 10 rebounds in this game and 3 assists was just kind of doing a lot of the dirty work I think there was one play where he just couldn't get it to go around the basket but he got like 3 offensive rebounds and the ball went out of bounds off of Phoenix so created another possession for the Lakers I don't remember if they scored on that or not but but yeah, little things like that is just you know finding ways to impact the game, even though your shot's not falling. And I think in Kuzma in years past, maybe not so much at the end of last year, but before before that, if he wasn't scoring, there was a good chance. I mean, he wasn't having a, much of an impact on the game. That well, really wasn't the case in this game. I thought him and, and KCP as well. Mm-hmm. I thought KCP did a great job defensively. On, on Booker, I mean, look at, looking at Booker's stats, you know, he had 19 points, but he needed 19 shots to get him, 6 of 19 from the field, only 1 of 4 from the three-point line. So, yeah, I mean, KCP and, and the Lakers in general, I think, are doing a really good job on Booker after the first game he really got going and got comfortable. The Lakers have done a good job making him uncomfortable in the last two games, and KCP's played a pretty large role in that. 
Yeah. Um, one, one last note on Kuzma, I think, is just that, um, you know, these first two games before this one, he wasn't shooting the ball well, but what was most concerning to me is that he kind of felt like he was just floating out there. He didn't seem that involved. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think his defense was generally fine, but it wasn't something that really stood out to you, and he wasn't really making those plays, rebounding the ball or passing the ball. Um, today, I, I don't think that was true. I think, you know, he, he still struggled to put the ball in the basket, and that's obviously important, and he needs to do better there. But uh, the fact that he did take as many shots as he did, you know, having the confidence to shoot and having his confidence as t- teammates' confidence in him to keep giving him the ball, um, you know, rebounding the ball, pushing the pace, getting some re- really, really nice passes, um, that stuff I think really matters. And I think, uh, you know, we, we I think we talk about this more than anybody, but uh, getting that three pointer at the end of the game to go, I love that they went to him. I was literally thinking of, uh, on that last possession of like, I really hope they go to Kuzma for this because if he makes that, you know, if he misses that, it's whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but if he does hit it, I think that's a, a nice little confidence boost heading into game four that, oh, hey, you know, you're, you're starting this game uh, having made one at the end of the other one. So hopefully that, that makes the basket look a little bit bigger to him. Yeah, we um, talked about that with KCP in the last game, really wanting him yeah. to take that three that he passed up. It could have been a good boost for him, but, you know, uh, yeah. obviously didn't and struggled to, to hit outside shots today. But like I said, KCP is still, still playing winning basketball for this team. Yeah, absolutely. His his defense was incredible. He was, you know, um, he had that play where he, he he basically burst through a screen to to steal the ball from Booker and then laid the ball up in between. I think it was Booker and and Chris Paul. Um, really, really good stuff again from him. Uh, like like you said, the the shooting has to come. Obviously, the Lakers really struggled from three tonight again. Um, it feels like they're just trying to see uh, how few threes they can hit in a game and and still win it. <laughs> Um, uh, so, so hopefully that, you know, number one, hopefully he's healthy and and he can play on Sunday because they do need his defense. Um, but number two, hopefully that comes around, but yeah, this, this Lakers defense, man, like they were the best defense in the league all year, but it still sort of seems shaky at times just because we hadn't seen all these guys play together and, you know, adding Drummond, a guy who wasn't used to this high, uh, you know, heavy rotation sort of defense where you just got to be ready to, to run all over the place. Um, you could see some of those little little bits where, where they might struggle, but they, they have done a tremendous job on the Suns team that was, you know, one of the top 10 teams in the league in offense. Um, and and I, I think, to be fair, Chris Ball's injury probably has impacted that, but... Um, Overall, I think this defense has, has really been incredible. There's you know, you know little nitpicky things that we can we can come up with here and there. And DeAndre Eaton has had three straight really good games. Um, that's probably the one thing that they haven't really been able to fix. But uh, the the job that they did on Booker today of making him uncomfortable, making him pass up shots, uh, either double teaming him or or sort of showing like they're going to double team him and making him hesitant to. Uh, either pass the ball or or attack. Um, they've just kind of thrown the gauntlet at him, and you can sort of see his age show a little bit. This is his first playoffs. We talked about it heading into the series of you know, the Suns don't really have this experience that the Lakers do. And Booker was amazing in game one. Uh, game two, I think he was still pretty good, but but struggled a little bit shooting the ball. Uh, got to the line a whole lot to make up for it. Yeah. Game three, he seemed completely out of it. And, um, you know, I, 
even the, the comeback that they made wasn't really affected by Booker. I don't think it was mostly Cameron Payne right. apparently just taking it personally because of one guy in the stands <laughs> uh, and talking shit to him after every three. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think the Lakers have just done a really good job of showing that uh, experience does matter and, and really making it difficult on Booker. And he obviously looked frustrated. By the end of the game, he, he was jawing back and forth with Wesley Matthews, with Dennis Shooter, and then obviously ended up shoving Shooter and, and getting himself uh, kicked out of the game. Um, so, yeah, you know, KCP probably takes um, the bulk of that credit as, as the number one guy guarding him. But as a team, I, I think they've just done a really tremendous job of guarding Devin Booker. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think they're they're in his head a little bit, and they're starting to kind of get under his skin because you can definitely tell he's been frustrated. He's been, you know, wanting some calls, stuff like that. But yeah, the the that last foul on on Schroeder, I think, was just pure frustration and just letting it boil over. And you know, I, I remember I turned to my dad at one point and I I even said to him, "This is a, the type of game." After he got teed up, after he got his technical foul, I said, "This is the type of game that if the Lakers really put this thing out of reach, I could see Booker." just saying screw it and getting tossed and not exactly how I thought it would go Uh, I thought I could just see him getting that second technical foul because he wasn't getting the same whistle that we saw him get in Phoenix but but yeah just totally lost his cool and luckily Dennis was okay we saw Anthony Davis in the post game interview with with Chris Haynes talk about how dangerous of a play that was and I like that he really stuck up for Dennis and basically basically called out uh, that foul as as being dirty and as being bush league and the Suns have a couple of players Jay Crowder Chris Paul who, you know who have a reputation for doing some some shady stuff like that so you, yeah. you don't you don't want to see more guys start to do it but a team I mean to me it's a sign of it's almost a sign of weakness in, in a sense where Lakers are starting to frustrate these guys and maybe they're getting a little bit overwhelmed because defensively. It wasn't great throughout this game. I thought the first and the fourth quarter, the Lakers weren't great defensively. But in between second and third quarter, I mean, just looking at the point totals, I mean, Phoenix, we talked about it right before we went on. Phoenix scored 12 points in the second quarter. Bad news was the Lakers only scored 16. But the Suns also only scored 23 uh, in the third quarter where the Lakers really took over. So, I mean, second and third quarter, you give up only 36 points. I think if this team plays about just about anybody and there's a one half of basketball stretch basically where they only allow 36 points, they're going to be just fine probably yeah. against any team in the league. So really, really good defense. I liked how the Lakers started, especially because I thought they were really losing some of the some of Phoenix's shooters a little too often. Um, Mikel Bridges got got open for some some looks. I thought you know just a couple of different guys. They just weren't paying close enough attention to detail. I thought Cameron Johnson had some good looks too. He just didn't really, didn't really make. Luckily, I mean, the Lakers got away with with some looks there um, at, at points in this game. Phoenix ended up still shooting a pretty good percentage from the three point line. I think a lot of that was due to how they shot in the fourth quarter. It kind of boosted their percentages a little bit. But just looking at this this box score and just kind of looking at the counting stats and stuff the Lakers really kind of dominated the second half and LeBron and, and Anthony Davis had a lot to do with that and we'll talk about that in a second but there's one point I want to make and how optimistic I guess I am is that the Lakers come out of this game with 20 turnovers didn't take very good care of the basketball and LeBron especially uh struggled quite a bit Suns were kind of jumping passing lanes and stuff like that 
But 20 turnovers, still shot just 7 of 28 from the three-point line, 44% overall. And they still won fairly comfortably in this game. This game was not really ever in doubt. Um, the Suns did make a little little push there at the end. I think they got within eight, I want to say. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the Lakers led by, I think, as much as 19 at one point in this game. And it, it's encouraging to know that their offense wasn't great for mostly the first half, I would say, because they did score 66 points in the second half against a very good Suns defense. So that's encouraging, but there's still room for a lot of room for growth and improvement, I think, with this team. And they're still beating a very good, I mean, a very good two seeded Suns team by 14 points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think, um, I mean, yeah, that's like, that's really exactly it. That the, the Lakers haven't played an A plus game. Uh, their superstars, uh, for the most part, haven't played an A plus game. Although I, I think you could make the case that AD did tonight. Um, and they've still been able to take a 2-1 series lead over a really, really good team, um, mostly on the back of their defense. And we saw how important that was for the Lakers team last year, that you know everything was built off of their defense. Um, this series has been kind of weird in that uh, the defense has struggled at times. Overall, it's been pretty damn good. They've held the Suns to basically 100 or, or lower in all three games, more or less. Um, but it, it also hasn't really Im- impacted their offense the same way that it, it did most of last season. They haven't really been able to get out and run for the majority of games. Uh-huh. Um, they definitely did in the third quarter a little bit. And, and I think that sort of turned the tide of the game was them being able to take some of these turnovers and miss shots and turning them into fast break opportunities. And, and LeBron was uh, very clearly the key in doing that. Um, I think I, I had it down as the, the Lakers had two fast break points in the first half entirely. And I think that eight in the first half of the third quarter. Um, so uh, overall, my point is that that they've been able to sort of um, grind out these games by by playing really solid defense, but even offensively having to really own in on the on the half court offense, which isn't really a strength of this team. Um, but sh- more, more or less, I think you're seeing it get a little bit better. They're, they're trying to find those mismatches. Um, I think they found good looks pretty much throughout the series, and, and a lot of shots just haven't gone in. But uh, a lot of the clunkiness of the offense, I think, is going away as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the turnovers were an issue tonight. And, and like you said, the, the passing was off, and LeBron especially was off. I, I think part of that is the Suns just sort of packing the paint and, and daring the Lakers to – uh, beat them from three, which they haven't really been able to do. Um, so once those shots start falling, then I think you're really going to see this Lakers team uh, click on all cylinders because I think that just opens up the space so much more for LeBron and AD, and, and those two can really dominate if if now KCP and, and Kyle Kuzma and Wes Matthews, who did hit a couple of threes tonight, uh, Cruz, so whoever else, start, start hitting some of these shots. I, I think that's going to be... Um, Really, it's just that it's good for the Lakers to be struggling with that right now because once it does turn around, which we sort of expect it to, um, then it should be pretty smooth sailing for the Lakers against most teams. Yeah, I still feel like there's going to be a game in this series where they shoot extremely well from the three-point line because they've generated a lot of good looks. They're just not getting them to fall right now. I think there's yeah. going to be a game where the, eventually those shots start to start to drop. And maybe it's game four, maybe it's not. Uh, but I, I still think that there's there's going to be 
a game where, where the shots start to drop. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about, obviously, we talked about Dennis Schroeder and how good he was with his 20 points and, and four assists. And he was very efficient. But I guess three things. One, I just think that everybody kind of did their job in this game. I mean, like small examples, Wesley Matthews comes in, plays good defense, hits a couple of threes. Kyle Kuzma plays good defense, uh, does a great job on the glass with 10 rebounds, had three assists as well. Alex Crusoe only had four points, but, man, he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time, making great cuts to the basket and playing good defense and forcing turnovers. Mark Gasol continues to just be rock solid and steady, directing guys offensively and, and just creating a lot of more a lot more space for the Lakers and so on and so forth Drummond I thought you know played 20 minutes and I didn't feel like he played that much but I thought he was good when he played he had 11 rebounds in this game uh, a really nice block on on a Devin Booker layup I was a little yeah. worried it might have been called goaltending but emphatically threw that one back and that was great to see and and yeah we talked about KCP playing really well but the superstars in in this game LeBron, I believe, only had five points at the half and still was just kind of playing, just kind of letting the game come to him and just kind of surveying everything and not really pressing the issue. And then Charles Barkley was saying, you know, LeBron doesn't look right, something's going on with him, blah, blah, blah. And then LeBron just came out guns blazing in the third quarter and was super aggressive, and it was great to see because – I think, I think I said after the last game that I'd been waiting for him to be more aggressive, especially when he gets a guy like Devin Booker on him, a guy that he can really just punish right. and, and go hard at the basket. He was very, very aggressive in the third quarter and I think really set the tone, and that helped open up some things for Anthony Davis. And so one, one, one of the three things I wanted to get out there was I thought everybody just – not everybody played well, but everybody kind of did their job in this game and filled their role, which is great. Uh, number two, I thought LeBron really set the tone in the third quarter, which helped the Lakers push the lead from three at halftime to 13. They also did a really good job because when he left the game in the third quarter, it was a 10-point lead, and they actually pushed it to 13 going into the fourth quarter. With LeBron off the floor in this series, coming into this game, it hasn't been pretty for the Lakers. So it was nice for them to not only hold the lead, but push it out just a little bit more. And then Anthony Davis, I think the Lakers did a much, much better job in this game of utilizing him, getting him the ball, going towards the basket, getting it to him on the move, uh, transition, all this stuff. He only took two threes. He missed both of them. But just thought his the quality of shots in this game were so much better for him. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't them just dumping the ball to him in the post and then clearing out like it was all right we're going to involve him in screen and roll actions we're going to run sets for him coming off of you know some curls going towards the basket stuff like that kind of what we talked about after the last game that like this guy grew up playing essentially a guard and then went through a big growth spurt late and became a big guy let's see like some guard-like actions for him and we saw that today where they got him the ball on the move going towards the basket where he could utilize that size that length athleticism all that stuff and he just he did a great job and I think the Lakers did a great job utilizing him today LeBron set the tone everybody just said their job it was it was a really good game for the Lakers considering I just still don't think they played super well offensively they played well enough but still missed a lot of opportunities I mean hell they missed two dunks and then Crusoe missed a layup so I mean that's six more points they could have had in this game just just off of easy ones so that's that's really all all I had left to say was those were kind of my takeaways from this game was 
I loved how they used AD. I hope we see more of that going forward. I want to see LeBron be more aggressive like we saw in the third quarter because it really got the Lakers going. And then everybody else just doing their job. You know, some of these role players, some guys are going to step up more than others on, on given nights, but everybody just did their job and, and played good defense. And it was a rock solid, rock solid game considering they still had a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, I, I think a really telling uh, stat with Anthony Davis is, you know, points and rebounds more or less were about the same as, as game two. Uh, in game two, he had seven assists. This one, he had zero. And I'm not saying that to say it was a bad thing that, that he uh, was not getting assists. I think it's actually a good thing. I think that's a testament to the sort of looks that he was getting rather than him having to post up somebody and getting double teamed and then having to swing the ball. He's getting the ball in space, uh, either right at the basket, finding finding little pockets of space there where you can just grab the ball and throw up that, that hook shot that was really uh, going in in that third quarter. Um Dunking, uh, dunking at the rim because you know he, he's finding that space, or or getting the ball just moving downhill towards towards the rim and and going so fast that he's drawing a foul, uh, or, or getting a basket at the rim before the Suns get their extra defenders at him. I think that is the right way to use Anthony Davis. His talents, he's he's obviously you know. At his best, he can be a talented jump shooter. We saw that all of the last playoffs. It was a huge reason why the Lakers won the championship. Um, but it's not really his game. His game should be around the basket. Uh, obviously, there, there are certain things with, with how the Lakers um, sort of approach their lineups that sometimes makes it difficult. But I think as the series has gone on, they've done a much, much better job of getting him those looks. Um and you're right about LeBron setting that tone of getting to the basket early in the third quarter. I think that just built the confidence overall. And then when he sat, AD was able to kind of continue that. Uh, those two combined for 28 points uh, in the third quarter of, of the Lakers, uh, 33, I believe. Um, AD had 18 of them. So it was just a, a, it was one of those moments where it was like, all right, we are the superstars of this team. We are two top five players, um, and we're going to basically put this – game to rest and, and really show that this is our series to win and both of them just did an awesome job of doing that and i think those little moments are, are so crucial not only just for winning this game but but sort of just building the whole confidence of the team up of like yes we're, we're still the defending champs everybody should be scared of us because we have this level that we can get to that maybe nobody else can uh you know in terms of our uh play on both ends of the floor you know mm -hmm. at their peak the lakers can stop anybody defensively and and get to the bat to get to the rim out will between lebron and ad and and hopefully having some role players that can uh hit, hit the extra threes as well to to really just make them an explosive team on that end of the floor I, i'm not sure any other team really has that level they can hit um like the lakers can now it's obviously a matter of doing it consistently and um, getting the necessary necessary help that they can get, but when those two are clicking, um, even without the help, it, it's it's really difficult to beat this Lakers team. Um, and once they get you know one or two other guys contributing at a high level, then it's basically over. Yeah, hundred percent. Like we said, probably a few times now that if they get that third guy, whether it's Dennis, whether it's Kuzma, whether it's KCP, Wes, whoever. 
they get that third guy, that's that's just so huge for this team to get that third scoring punch. And Dennis has just been really, really good. I don't know if he just like all of a sudden remembered that he was in a contract year or what's going on, but he's he's figured some stuff out in the last two games. And, you know, that's just – obviously, I'm just kidding. It's probably more so to do with just more game reps and getting his legs and his conditioning back up and all that stuff. But, but yeah, Dennis has, has been just fantastic for this team. And the, the stars are getting going. And it just – it's more evidence for me, my belief, that Anthony Davis is the motor for this team. When he's locked in, when he's engaged, and he's playing the way he needs to play, this team seems to just follow him. Because LeBron is LeBron. LeBron's going to – be you know so even keel so consistently good all the time that you know if he has a bad game you basically brush it off because you know he's going to bounce back the next game with ad it's like it happens a little too often and we talked about that after game one and kind of voiced our frustrations with that but when he is locked in and engaged it just seems like the team follows him and we've seen that now for two games and hopefully it doesn't take another bad game for him to get back you know into that groove hopefully He's understanding now, especially in this series, just how dominant he can be, how good he can be, and how much he can impact the game. And that really just leads these guys on both ends of the floor because he can set such a tone on both ends of the floor. And I think we've seen that in the last two games, and that's why Lakers have had the success that they've had is that Anthony Davis really, I mean, has in, in the last two games has probably been their best player which I don't think he has to be their best player. I think they talked about that on the broadcast that he has like does he have to be their best? No, I mean LeBron can be their best player because LeBron to me is probably still the best player in the world when he's fully healthy. Yeah. But he just he just needs to be engaged and locked in. And you know, if even if the shots not falling or whatever, if he's still playing really good defense like we know he can and you know, rebounding the basketball and just doing just being the monster that we know. Uh, basically he's just a physical specimen at his size to be able to do the things he can do. As long as he's doing that stuff and the efforts there, I think, honestly, the team is going to be fine. Will they win every game? Probably not, but they're they're probably going to be in a position to win every game if uh, he just brings the effort that he needs to. Yeah, I would say he doesn't need to be the Lakers' best player to win, but I think he needs to approach every game like he is the best player. I think he needs to really... Um, uh, take ownership uh, of just how good of a player he is. Like mm-hmm. he, you are a superstar. You can get any shot you want. Why not get get the shots that are uh, obviously more impactful for you? Um, and that's on top of dominating on the defensive end, which he pretty much always does anyway. But um, yeah, he he needs to approach these games like this is his team, even if. It's not, and I don't think it is. I think LeBron is still the best player in the world, and I think he's the best player on the Lakers. But uh, AD kind of approaching those games with that same sort of confidence and um, just just the uh, the responsibility of being the team's best player, I think will do wonders for this team. Because you know, I think we talked about it in the last game. Uh, a lot of the Lakers sort of like effort fluctuations and 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 just the sort of like demeanor and swagger that they play with. I think a lot of that follows AD even more so than LeBron um, because I, I think everybody really understands how important he is to this team. So when, when he is at his best um, and that's, you know, probably the thing that, that separates him from some of the, the biggest superstars in the league is, is that there is still a little bit of that inconsistency Um that, that we sort of saw in game one where he doesn't really approach that game that same way. He doesn't really 
play like he he should be the best player in the world. Um, but if he does ever get to that point, uh, and I think the Lakers understand that when, when he plays like that, that they, like you said, are, are pretty close to to um, unbeatable. They will at least be in positions to win every game uh, as long as, as he is playing with, with that level of um, just confidence and, and, and attacking and, and whatever else you want to call it. Yeah, they it doesn't to me it doesn't really matter which one of the two is their best player on a given night. As long as it's a 1A 1B type of thing, doesn't matter who's A or B. It just can't be like one a big gap and then two is where yeah. most likely it'll probably be Anthony Davis cuz LeBron is just consistently great and Davis does have some games uh more than I would like to see where he just isn't super focused on on the task at hand and yeah as long as they're 1a and 1b everything's gonna be just fine uh, i have zero zero concerns about that so we've seen that really the last two games lebron has done what he's needed to do we saw some flashes of kind of classic lebron athleticism today really attacking the basket in the third quarter had you know some a couple of dunks he did miss one dunk but so did ad because ad i think tried to break the backboard with how hard he dunked it but but yeah, the just they 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 seem to be building a little bit of momentum here these last couple games and and getting a little bit better and better. So hopefully game four they they come out focused, ready to go, and they have an opportunity now to put a stranglehold on this series and and really put Phoenix up against the rope. So I'm hoping we don't see the the Lakers team that we saw in game one that really showed up and kind of you know was sleepwalking through that game. I hope we see a focused Laker team that comes out ready to go and and put like I said put puts a stranglehold on the series. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there is a very good chance that um, that the Lakers come out really really strong. Uh, I think you know we talked about the the Suns sort of showing some signs of um, uh, I don't know what the what the right word for it be, would be, but it, it kind of seems like they know how the series is going to go at this point. Um, obviously they got a guy in Chris Paul and I have to coach a Monty Williams that will probably try to prepare them much better than that. But if the Lakers come out strong and, and really throw a big first punch, um, I think, you know, without wanting to predict anything or, or get ahead of myself, I think I have a really good chance of just kind of taking that stranglehold in the series by, by winning the next one at home. Um, and then. All right, well, Hani's, uh, I think Hani's laptop is probably going to die. So, um, yeah, but no, I mean, 100%. The Lakers have a great opportunity at hand here, and hopefully they can just take take advantage of it. We, we've seen we've seen this story before where the Lakers have gone up 3-1 on the Suns, and it didn't end super well for, for the Lakers. But, yeah, this, this, this definitely has a much better feel to this, and, and the Lakers seem to be – clicking and gelling at the right time really kind of shaking off the rust I guess so to speak and they're playing some some good basketball these last couple games even though there's definitely still room for improvement so I I'm excited to see what game four brings us and I'm I'm, I'm ready for it I'm ready I'm gonna enjoy the two days off though like I said at the start I I hate when the Lakers lose a playoff game that there's two days off after the fact so really glad that we get two days off where we get to enjoy a win so 
especially yeah, going, going into one <laughs> where the Lakers could potentially go up 3-1 in a series and really just put, like I said, put Phoenix up against the ropes and, and be in a position to deliver the knockout punch. So um, let's dive into uh, questions and comments we got in the chat, and then we will go ahead and sign off. It's, it's late on a Thursday night, but we're getting ready for a long weekend. We get to just kind of enjoy the NBA games the next couple of days. Definitely some good ones that are that are coming up in the in the next two days while the Lakers are off. So looking forward to those. But uh, let's see. Did you guys see LeBron mimic uh, 82 post moves? Uh, I think, yeah, talking about Drummond, probably mimicking LeBron. We, that was, we talked about that early. That was hilarious. And uh, I love the bench interactions. It was great. Um, yeah. Let's see. Nagarf on Twitch said, Blazers proving that they're frauds again is another plus. <laughs> uh, I agree there. I'm torn between wanting Denver or wanting Portland to just get put out because, I mean, I just don't like Portland. Uh, but I'm also wanting them to advance and meet us in the next round so that we can be the ones to put them out again because I think that'd be hilarious, especially after all the talking and celebrating they did after clinching the tiebreaker for the sixth seed, which was like. Okay, <laughs> congratulations, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I'm 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 torn on that one, but we'll see how we'll see how that series goes. Denver Denver won tonight, so they're up two one now on on Portland. Yeah, um, I, all, all I'm gonna say is that my my main rooting interest outside of the Lakers is just making fun of teams, and the Blazers are more fun to make fun of. So I'm, I'm all for it. We're we're big Mavs fans on on Friday night. <laughs> Let's we'll put it that way. Uh, let's see. Nagar. Me hard away, baby. <laughs> Nagar also said thought KCP played another solid floor game despite not hitting his shots, especially defending Booker. Yeah, we talked about that. It's a great point, and uh, we talked about that earlier. And KCP is just doing doing what he can. Eventually, the shots are going to drop, but until then, he's uh, doing a really nice job of, of filling in in other areas. So. Uh, let's see. Bob Days on Twitch said Chris Paul. Just said he's lost 11 games in a row while Scott Foster is the <laughs> or 11 playoff games in a yeah. row. So I don't think you That's can blame I don't think you can blame this one on on officiating. I mean the Lakers just kind of took over in the third quarter and it was it was a wrap from there because I thought the the officiating in the first quarter kind of sucked. I thought there was just way too many whistles in general, but uh, I think as we're seeing the last two games, I know people are gonna it's the Lakers and there's this you know massive conspiracy that the, the refs want the Lakers to win all the time. The league rigs it for the Lakers, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the Lakers are just better. Have we ever thought about that? I mean, the last two games have shown me that when the Lakers don't mess around, they're just better. So, Gary, Gary that's an excellent point. I have thought a whole lot about the Lakers <laughs> being better than everybody else. <laughs> for 25 going on 26 years of my life. <laughs> Well, I'm glad somebody's thinking about it. So, uh, um, yeah. And then the last two, Nagar said nine of fourteen of LeBron shots came at the rim. Apparently, uh, yeah, he was he was super aggressive. I mean, he hit a three early on in the game, and then was pretty quiet the rest of the first half. And then third uh, third quarter, really just attacked the basket and got a lot of shots at the rim. Like like I mentioned earlier, that's just something we've been kind of waiting on because it's yeah. definitely there against this team because of their lack of rim protection. 
Um, yeah, and I think in game two, he only had, uh, I don't know if it was three attempts or three makes at the rim, but either way, a, a very small number. He really wasn't attacking. Obviously, the jumper was really on in game two, so it, it made it uh, less impactful that he wasn't attacking the basketball, basket, but we were definitely waiting on that, and I, I really loved that third quarter of him just coming out strong and saying, all right, I'm taking over now um, and really putting this to bed, and, and he really did. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't need the uh, level of shot making that we saw in game two in this game because he got much higher quality looks in the game and and made the Suns really pay for it. So, all right, that is going to do it. We are going to sign off of here and I'm going to go get some sleep and uh, enjoy, you know, Friday and Saturday just watching NBA games with uh, no pressure because the Lakers are not on. We get two days off and the Lakers will be back Sunday afternoon, I believe the game is at 12.30 Pacific time. So, And that game, I believe, is on ABC, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't looked at it, but usually that's like the early afternoon games are. But, but yeah, that's when uh, game four will be. We will be live after that game. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for, for watching and listening. And as always, guys, we do these live on twitch.tv slash LakersOutsiders doing live on YouTube and on Facebook.com slash Lakers Outsiders. So you can follow and subscribe to us on all three of those platforms if you want to watch the shows live and you can see our beautiful faces. And yeah, if you don't want to and you just want to hear our beautiful voices, you can uh, just subscribe subscribe to us or follow us on all those podcast platforms, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, The pods will be up uh, the the next morning uh, after we record these live. So um those will be up for you i don't have anything else honey uh it's been a good last couple of days of basketball for us absolutely i think um my main takeaway is that every morning when i wake up after a lakers win the the birds are are chirping a little louder there's uh the, the smell of flowers um everything just seems more cheery and and happy I, sometimes i hear people singing outside it's not not nice Lakers bringing just joy to the world everywhere obviously so because they're just better they're They're just better just everybody just think about how the Lakers are just better that's what I want everybody to do this weekend is just sit in your room maybe look in the mirror just you know maybe close the blinds like just sit there maybe meditate and just think about how the Lakers are just better okay this is your homework. We're giving you homework. <laughs> your uh, homework is like you got a chalkboard or, or a whiteboard or something. Just write a hundred times on it. The Lakers are better. The Lakers are better. That's the motto. That's the the lesson that we learned tonight. The Lakers are just better. So hopefully they're better for two more games and they can punch their <laughs> ticket to the second round and we can uh, advance to the next round. And hopefully, uh, I mean. Hopefully they're the only L.A. basketball team that advances to the second round. So we'll find out a lot more on Friday night. So everybody's going to be tuned into Mavs Clippers, and I personally cannot wait for that game. Neither. It's going to be fun. It's like, uh, if it turns into a blowout for the Mavs in the fourth quarter, can we get on it and just like laugh for a while? That is a very good possibility. I do not have much going on tomorrow. I was going to watch that game. So if it happens, there's good good chance we do a, a special edition podcast we'll become mavericks outsiders very very beautiful i'm into it it's not the worst thing we've done we've been falcons outsiders at one point so and they've never been the same ever since we did it i think that was the year they blew the uh the lead in the the super bowl 
and then they've just spiraled out of control ever since. So, so yeah, uh, maybe we'll wait till after the series is over. <laughs> or the Mavs might uh, be the first team to blow a 3-0 series lead in NBA history. So, uh, yeah, so everybody uh, have a great weekend. Have a great extended Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we'll see you guys hopefully Sunday after the Lakers potentially go up 3-1 on the Suns. Fingers crossed. But we'll be there after game four on Sunday. Enjoy the games Friday and Saturday. Have a good weekend. Have a fun weekend. Have a safe weekend. Uh, and remember, the Lakers are just better. So with Hani Amadi and I am Gary Kester and the Lakers Outsiders signing off. Shout out to Lakers exceptionalism. <laughs> <laughs>